The Mad K Studio Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mad K Studio Show. Uh, I've got a uh, special guest today that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, is one of my online friends and in the world of COVID and everything that happens in the last couple of years. You know, people make new friends and uh, Adam Rothstein is one of my new friends I met on the Nomad Network, which is a... Uh, a place for entrepreneurs to gather together and talk about how to build their businesses and work together. Um, and it's really been a godsend over the last couple of years. And um, Adam is one of the guys that uh, is on the network that we both are pretty much regulars on the Wednesday night, um, uh, every Wednesday night on the network, Jason Stapleton, the one that puts this network together, has a, a one hour get together called the Winner's Circle, where we all get together and talk about the successes for the week. And uh, Boy, I tell you what, Adam and me have both been on, I think, almost every single one of them. And there's times when Jason can't make it. And it's usually one of the two of us or like a couple of weeks ago, both of us together at the same time. We'll, we'll take over and just kind of run the meeting just to keep things going and talk to everybody. But anyway, um, in the world of podcasting, which this is a podcast, I believe this is number 11. I have to double check. But, you know, I started this a year ago and I've got 11 podcasts now. The trick of podcasts, I'm going to talk as a podcast expert here. The trick of podcasts is to be consistent and persevere and persevere through whatever you got to do to make sure you get those done. So this has been a once a week podcast that, like I said, this is number 11 and I started a year ago. So hence the reason I've got Adam on tonight, because obviously my persistence is not very good. So Adam, welcome to the show. And um, I'd love to uh, talk about some of the persistence that we've had in the, the 365 challenge, which was something we did on the Nomad Network was a little challenge to publish something every single day for 365 days. I went, uh, when I did my counting and my numbers, I missed 15 days. So I think that's pretty good, but I'm pretty sure you missed zero days, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I missed zero days. Um... And I was also posting things on Instagram. And unfortunately, that got hacked. Um, and now I'm back on it uh, with the Goalie Kid Podcast at the Goalie Kid Podcast. And that's just specifically for business. And, uh, and, and I don't like using something that doesn't uh, say, isn't like secure the same way my Gmail is. But um, yeah. And also... Um, it was also a time for me that when I uh, self-promoted myself, I, um, right now I'm like, I looked at find a way voices, my find a way voices profile. I have sold over, um, like close to four dozen audiobooks already. And, and I'm just a year and a half into that. Well, that's of, really cool. Tell, um, tell me a little bit more about the, the audio book that you're doing, because I know something about it, but I know people that will be listening, the uh, seven or eight people that are listening. Uh, well, <laughs> but I, I'd like to hear some more about it from, uh, you know, from, from your point of view. Um, well, I've got the Goalie Kid podcast, which is an audio book version of a podcast, but each episode is its own chapter. And I'm putting like maybe 50 chapters at, or maybe less um, and it's a once every two weeks show now. Um, Chess, the game for peace and prosperity was 40 minutes, but that was specifically for uh, retail. And the reason why I made that was uh, to promote the game of chess and also sort of uh, 
show that it was a game for building community and also, um, you know, helping people see past other people's differences as well. Oh, that, no, that, that's great. I like, um, chess was a game, boy, I, I learned that early on when I was in elementary school, learned how to play chess and I really enjoyed it. I never took it to like any kind of higher chess playing levels, but, um, it, it's a, um, it's a, it's a game that I think that, uh, I don't know if people are playing it as much as they used to, probably not because everyone's on their, on their, you know, everyone's on TikTok, but I think that, you know, just the, the sheer idea of the game of chess, you do start seeing it in movies where they, you see a lot of movies where the guys are playing chess in a park. And um, I think that, I think that, that, that that's good for that whole genre. I mean, I think, you know, chess is something that challenges your mind and it really is a great way of, of, um, spurring competition in a way that is is i guess it's competition without being um, violent but you're you're in the world of what you're doing in chess it's violent you're over you're conquering your 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 opponent i mean you're literally conquering you're taking them out one by one but i think the beauty of chess is it's such a wonderful way to be able to do that in a sheerly intellectual non-violent way and every game's different yeah and and I mean, you kind of have uh, video games as well. Um, certainly with like EA Sports, um, that was really big growing up. Um, I played a lot of MVP baseball and Madden. And then and co college was more of the FIFAs and the NHL games, uh, which we played the heck out of at parties. Well, and, and, uh, yeah, you, well, you were a hockey player, weren't you? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, you I still was. are. Right? I mean, um, I even had... I had two newspaper articles before I could drive and I had a magazine article in USA hockey when I was 18. So cool. That was, uh, when I got to Towson, um, university and that's a university in Maryland, just eight miles away from Baltimore. So, oh, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, so it's unfortunate. I didn't get, I didn't go to Orioles games. Um, geez, should have taken, uh, someone on it, uh, on, a, on an Orioles date, but um, it would have just been pretty. It would have been pretty pretty busy at the time, and and uh, you still have to keep up with hockey as well. Um, right, right, and yeah, it's a, hockey is a brutal sport. As I, I don't mean brutal in the sense of you know the actual game. It can be, of course, but it's a brutal sport in, in the amount of hours you need to dedicate to it. Um, as you and I have discussed before, one of the things that I used to do for a living in the late nineties, I worked for, worked for a company called Miska design and we painted goalie masks. So I painted like we painted all the goalie masks for Ed Belfour and hobby Bullen. And when the, when the Minnesota wild, you know, were, were uh, uh, formed, we did all the masks and stuff for those guys and all the big 10 colleges, you know, the U of M um, in fact, in, on 9-11, I was working on the goalie mask for the U.S. Olympic team's um, goalie when on 9-11 on that day. I'll never forget it. It's that, you know, there's that moment that you never forget in your life. Yeah. That was it. But um, it was, I'm not a big sports fan. I grew up in Boston. So that's like, I was like the only guy that wasn't a big sports fan. But still, like Red Sox games at Fenway, growing up all through the 70s and 80s and going to those, you know, being in high school. And we'd load, we'd load up, my buddy had a, like an 83 Buick Regal 
two door and we'd load up, um, we'd put a milk crate it'd fit right between the front and the back seat perfectly in the middle. And we'd fill that with cheap Budweiser beers and a bag of ice because he didn't care if it dripped or nothing. So we'd go to Fenway and like we'd sneak all the beers in because <laughs> we're, you know, we're 17, 18 years old. And then, you know, when we're out, we have to go back out to the car and then sneak more in. And, uh, and we did that for a long time. We'd sit behind the green monster and uh, you talk about rivalries. You know, you always try to get there in a Yankees game because, boy, the, the Red Sox Yankees games were it, it, it was the Wild West up behind the bleachers there. It was really something. Um, I was 11 years old when I went to Fenway and uh, I was with um, what I would consider my cousin because uh, my father's um, friend uh essentially is in a way you know kind of like that brotherly relationship like sure. sort of like in death of a salesman you know that one neighbor calls him oh yeah uncle uh yeah, yeah exactly. I, I forgot his name i forgot his oh, name, i do but too in, the, in the, but yeah it was sort of like that relationship um i think i was like 30 feet away from david ortiz um i did not get his autograph oh I was, man I, so i was a bit disappointed and then that green wally guy um, was signing the tickets and, and I still have a physical ticket of when they played the angels. Um, so I, so Johnny Damon was playing, Dave Ortiz was playing. I think Jason Veritek was still the catcher if I'm not mistaken. And, um, oh, and Manny Ramirez was still on the team oh, and boy. it was, uh, the year after they won that wor tremendous world series. Too. Right. So it must've been Oh five. Yeah, yeah. When they won, that was something else. I was in, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a bit older. I'm, I was in the, the oil can Boyd days and, um, uh, you know, Bill, uh, Bill Buckner, that's, uh, I'm terrible with sports names. Cause like I said, I'm not a fan, but Billy Buckner was the guy that lost the world series for them because he, a ground ball went through his legs. He's still, he still to this day has trouble in Boston. People give him crap about that. That was like in 1986. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's technically not his fault. Um, I think they put, well, everyone says it is, because, right. because I mean, even if he makes the play, Mookie Wilson could have still been safe. Um, yeah. Roger Clemens was still in for too long. That's mm -hmm. sort of the problem. Um, it like, like the game was already, you know, the game was already tied. Right. And, and, and even if he makes the play and gets the out, I mean, there's still a million things that could happen and it's, and Shea Stadium, they have the home field advantage too. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, but the thing is, is though it's Boston, and they just picked him, and they said it's his fault. Get him. <laughs> so um, I went funny. to I went to Shea to I went to Shea too. Uh huh. I've well. never been there. I think I've been, uh, unfortunately uh, that stadium did not last, and now it's City Field. Right. Um. But um. Yeah. Um. Well, it's like where the where the Bruins used to play, Boston Garden. I never went to a Bruins game, but um, there used to be something called the ice capades and it was, it was an ice show. So all the, like a lot of the Olympic skaters and stuff, they put on this big ice show and they travel around the country. It was a big, big deal for, I don't know, probably 40 years. And my dad being a musician in Boston would play and they, they, they didn't have like recorded background music. It was, they had, they hired local guys and they had a band and the band would play the music and then people would skate to it and stuff. It was like a show, but I'd go with them and they'd do four or five shows a day. And so him and I would go to Boston Garden and I'm like, think about this. I'm 10 or 11 years old. It's, it's like 1977, 78. And we go to Boston Garden 
at like eight or nine in the morning with my dad. And he's like, all right, well, meet me up here at noon. We'll have lunch after the, after the, the matinee show. And then there's three more shows. And then, the, but I basically just ran around Boston garden by myself as a 10 year old. And we do this year after year after the after year, but you got to know all of the other kids that were in the band, their, their parents and the, and the skaters kids were all there. So I, I'm backstage, I'm running around. I knew every inch and in, in, in secret doorway and passage of the Boston Garden by the time I was 12. It was, it was fun. It oh, was a lot of fun. That's, that's nice. Um, speaking of background music, um, I certainly sort of wish, um, you know, doing that, that I put something in for uh, my audiobook, Growing the Game. Uh, it was not, I don't think I did like it was my first one that I recorded and and it turned out terrible. There were a lot of errors, a lot of mistakes uh, with it. I got two people to buy it off the website mm -hmm. um, and then I took it down and just put it on um, Audible um, as well. Uh, but then for Chess, the game for Peace and Prosperity, I did everything right. I um, tuned it. I met all the standards for ACX, which is the uh, standards you must meet for all of them. And uh, for anyone that wants to start, you know, to have that um, audiobook and just develop yeah, where, where it. Can, where can people find that? Do you, is there a website they can go to? They can go to my Gumroad uh, Publish Mastery course. Uh, that will help people um, make an audiobook um also get their physical and digital books uh published on barnes and noble and amazon very so cool. definitely it definitely raises your status and what i've found with uh find away voices is that it distributes your audiobook now to over 50 audiobook platforms which is yeah i didn't know that when wow. i first started that's great 50 50, 50. so so imagine so you're on TikTok now and um and I think and I and I never joined TikTok and you'd think I'd be the one to you'd join because I'm 28 and you're yeah, and I'm 53. <laughs> um the old and, guy on TikTok. And 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 I'm thinking uh well, you know, that algorithm uh very early on helped uh you had you had um foot doc Dana, you had only JS as well, the just probably the two big ones. That I can think of right now, uh, become famous uh, uh, from that because they got in early. Now, right. some of the newer audiobook platforms are there early, and I'm getting like this royalty of 96 cents from like Kubo audiobooks. I'm like thinking, what is it? What is Kubo? <laughs> how, do, how do you get the money then? So, like you say, because I know you get your royalties, is how, how do they? how do they physically get you the money? I mean, it's only 96 cents, I know right now, but what happens when you put three zeros behind that, you know? Um, how, when you put three zeros behind that, um, 96 cents, um, you put three zero. Okay, that's uh, 900 and, oh, okay, $960, we'll just say that. Yeah. Um, okay, when you meet the $10 threshold um, for Find Away Voices, they'll pay you. Um, and for me, I've earned about 16 or $17 mm -hmm. so far. So I've got one payout and I've got another one on the way. So um, that is, 
but that's specifically for chess, the game and for peace and prosperity. Sure. As well, well. And also on this up for everyone listening, I'll, I'll make sure Adam, I'll have you send me links to everything. So when we put this up, I'll make sure the links are below. So, and, and I recommend everyone go check out his stuff. I mean, it's really, it's a shame your Instagram got hacked. He got hacked bad. You guys, it was, it was bad. And, um, because you had so much content up there that was fantastic. You've also, Adam's been a person that's helped me with, um, when I started doing some of these, these things I was recording in audacity and I was trying to record some stuff in audacity. When I do voiceovers, I still use audacity and I had a million questions and he had a million answers, which were all very helpful. So I, I very much appreciate that. And I know that that's something that you've been, um, really kind of working well with was audacity and how to use it and, and, you know, uh, adapt voices and adapt just to sounds and, and edit that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Adobe audition was another real good one, but, uh, for the functionality of ACX, um, I talk, uh, specifically about that on my YouTube channel. I made, uh, how to do the function and just implement that little tool. Uh, and you click one button and it, uh, raises the audio levels to about uh, 3.5. Um, now you're still going to see those, um, you know, the background noises and you still have to go over it and uh, search for it. But, but that is a time saver right there. Um, if you want to get that distributed and, and uh, getting the bit rate, the constant bit rate, like I'm wondering what's this and, and and, and, you know, in, you go through all this, you learn these standards. And I'm like thinking, oh my God, I can't like, oh, geez, this is so difficult. And, and people from high school, people from my college days are impressed by it. Like, like they see it, they see that hustle and, and it's great. Um, even, even on the website, this skill has uh, definitely helped me because now I can put an audio econ together and do um, voice impressions, whether it's Palpatine or um, Darth Vader, um, or even uh, just narrate something for them for right. a special occasion, like an anniversary, Valentine's Day, um, Halloween, Christmas. I, 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 this is totally off subject, but we're just having a conversation. Are you much of a Star Wars fan? I just, you know, you, you mentioned some Star Wars stuff. I'm a Star Wars nut, so I'm just wondering. Yeah, um, don't like the sequels too much. I think, I mean, I'm not hating on like Daisy Ridley or Adam Driver mm -hmm. or Oscar, whatever his name was. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not hating on them. I think like they had a they had a perfect thing ready to go um, from like 10 years ago. And I wouldn't have mind them CGIing this. And they certainly did it with Jeff Bridges five years earlier. Right. Uh, and I saw Tron Legacy. I did not like that movie at 16 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, they CGI'd um, even Princess Leia in Rogue's, um, yep. Rogue One. I was, I was about to say Rogue Squadron. Um, Rogue One. And, and and I'm thinking, okay, why can't you just CGI this, have the perfect story ready to go, and and you make and you make this, um, but, yeah, yeah, but this is, uh, but I don't want to get too hyped up on uh, Star Wars. 
right yeah here. I, um, I go down there i'll tell you oh, i don't know if we can see it i'm gonna try and show something here with my completely unprofessional uh setup when i'm going to show you here but this is in my basement see over there in the corner oh it's r2 it is so oh. that back in um sorry for everyone listening to the podcast you're unfortunate go to my youtube page madcasestudio.com and watch it ah uh, because i you show my, my my little r2d2 in the late 90s, when the, some of the new, the other ones were coming out, the ones that I really didn't like, the, the middle Star Wars movies, I call them. And um, Pepsi made a whole bunch of these things that were put in convenience stores. It's a cooler. So you'd put ice in the top of it and Pepsi in there. And it would sit by the register. And that's where you could get, you know, it was, it was, an, it was an advertisement. And I always wanted one because I'd stop every day for coffee in the morning on the way to work. And the place had one. It was like there for like two years. And I'm like, I have to have that. I put a piece of tape with my name on it and my phone number on the back and everything. And then one day I went in, it was gone. And they're like, oh yeah, well, the, the boss's son wanted, or, you know, the typical thing. I didn't get it. So last year in September, it, one popped up on Facebook marketplace for 150 bucks. I'm like, don't sell it. I'll pay. I PayPal them right that minute. I'm like, do you have a PayPal account? I'll pay you right now. I can't come to get it till Saturday. He's like, no problem. And I go over to his house and he's a Star Wars collector because, you know, who else is going to have a life-size R2-D2? I love it. I'm, I'm so excited about that thing. I mean, it's, I need to get the baby Yoda to put inside of it because the, the top dome of him is, uh, it's clear. It has all the R2-D2 markings, but it's clear. So I'm going to put a baby Yoda in it because I use it for storage for my electrical cords and stuff like that. I grew up, um, um, I didn't see... Uh, Star Wars, any Star Wars till um, Revenge of the Sith. So I, I went in um, seeing Anakin's uh, tragic side. And yes, for yeah. those who haven't seen um, Star Wars, yes, Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, okay. So um, my perspective on it was very different. Sure. And, um, and also, I didn't, I didn't really understand the backside of the clone wars either um until um until like 2008 came along and and, and we really loved and people my age really loved it right um as well um um and getting a little off topic we also loved transformers prime too like 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 those were those two shows were probably the best um car uh on a computer or a traditional uh, 3D or non-traditional 2D animation. Right. Um, but those 3D animated, those were probably the best 3D animated cartoons I've ever seen. Um, unless unless something came, was better than that, I have not seen anything better than. So so you things. said you're, you're 27? Uh, I was um, about two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my, my daughter's 20, well, she'll be, She'll be 27. Logan, she'll be 27 in a, in a little bit. But so you grew up, I remember watching the cartoons and stuff with her because that Cartoon Network was kind of a new thing back then. It had just started. So you guys were in the, you guys got all of the really good cartoons on Cartoon Network. Remember Cow and Chicken? And um, I do not remember Cow and Chicken. Johnny Bravo. I, I remember a little bit of him. I remember Transformers Armada. I yep. There was a little bit of Dexter's Lab, but that, got taken off the air for whatever reason yeah then there were the powerpuff girls and I powerpuff thought, girls I, but but um for 
but personally um i had like i went like like there were those they were them they they flew around and i thought it was too girly and yet and yet i i wound up liking totally spies a little better for oh, whatever reason probably like the james bond aspect of it yeah. it was not like they were you know, it's that human element of why some people like Batman over Superman, right? Because it's that humanized element. They they relied on their gadgets. Yep, and everything. And and they still had, and they still had a mentor, kind of like uh, Bruce Wayne and um, Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. Um, as as well, but it was a team of three, two. Right. No, I agree yeah. with that. It was, uh, there was, there was, it was a pretty good time in TV show. And there was stuff that, that I didn't like, you know, the, the Disney channel had gotten started and there were so many in the early two thousands, there were so many absolutely horrific shows on the Disney channel that were all like, it was actors, you know, they were like sitcoms, but for, for preteens and kids, like, like Victor, was it No, it was victorious. And then there was no, 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 no. That was Nickelodeon. That was Nickelodeon that had that. Okay. I couldn't remember. Like, like that did not like iCarly was. iCarly. Was, yeah. That was, was, another was one. better than, than Victorious and, and, and Victoria, Victoria justice uh, was not like, she really did get the short end of the stick out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like everyone seemed to be, seemed to go up. Yeah. Foot especially yep. ariana grande i know she was the annoying little kid on that show and she's now turned into the superstar and yeah uh, well it's in you know um what's his name from transformers he was on that uh uh even stevens even uh, stevens. shia labeouf shia and LaBeouf. then there was megan fox but yeah but probably the person that i will always remember most or the two people that i'll remember most is peter cullen and frank welker so peter cullen was the voice of optimus prime he, oh yeah he inspired me um in many ways um and frank welker uh megatron mm-hmm. obviously um and and they both uh did a great job in transformers prime as well like like they like you know, when you were there since 1984, right? Um, doing those voices in the studio, like yeah, you see each other every time. Yeah. Uh, and there's been like uh, probably hundreds, if not even a thousand, voice actors for Transformers. Um, the entire series. You got like Beast Wars. You've got Armada. You got uh, yeah, the Unicron trilogy. You, like you have so much too. Right. And and the and. And also the anime versions, like like there are so many versions of of Transformers because the formula works. The right. idea of of him, you know, valuing freedom and life, of you know, Optimus Prime valuing freedom and life, you know, was you know a testament. It you know it it's it transcends time and and the games too of like the war for Cybertron, right? Really. Right. Well, it was it was a commentary on society, really. I mean, it gave it gave the the, the adults something to to have interest in too. And I just, you know, being fifty three, I graduated from high school in eighty six. I missed the whole Transformers thing until the movies came out. My wife, on the other hand, she liked it. She used to watch it and watch it with the kids. 
I missed that. I was in the age before there was Transformers. There was a show in the eighties called uh, called Trailblazers. It was like 1980-81. and it was a similar kind of thing. You know, they're they're out, um, you know, fighting for good. And the the Trailblazers show there was the the main like ship. I mean, it was a ship. So what they had done, it was like in the future. And these people had, had on earth had gone back and resurrected old battleships from, from world war two. And they've converted them into spaceships. So here's this world war two battleship. And there was a, a big hole in the front of it that originally was where it got sunk, where a, where a torpedo hit it. Well, and they made that hole into like a giant, almost like death star. It was called the wave motion gun. I'll never forget this. But when you're, when, when you're looking for something to do on YouTube and you can't find anything, look at Trailblazers. It, the animation for back then was good. You look at it now and it's really cheesy, kind of like the original trail, uh, uh, um, uh, Transformers, you know, the original animation of it from the original series compared to what, what later happened. It was kind of, it wasn't as good, but the show was really cool. And uh, it's interesting because you watch it and you, it, it had an anime feel to it because it was a Japanese cartoon. So it's dubbed, and um, but it was very American in its in its context. It was you know American ship. A lot of these guys are Americans that were fighting, and they're out in space doing stuff. But that yeah, was pretty cool. Trailblazers. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. There was um, a lot of, like I when I was like thirteen, um, I saw it in theaters, and the first one with my the Michael Bay version. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, like, and the one element that uh, Transformers Prime took was that Bumblebee did not talk. And right. it sort of, and it sort of like made it good. You know, they sort of, like they made it really work with him. Um, and, and he, um, and, you know, he's still like, even though he's a warrior in training, he's like still, probably the youngest of the actual robots even though right. he's like tens of millions of years old um you know he you know he's still you know and by the end of it you know he's he gets his voice back and he's essentially leading his team right um and just making that difference because he learned so much and he learned under optimus prime and and uh as well um Wow. Um, well, yes. this is what we call, this is what we call uh, going off on a tangent, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, um, the guys, I, I don't know if you listen to their podcast, but Vincent Ferrari, they have a, a podcast called because we make it's him and um, Ethan Carter. And we went on that show and we were going to talk about art and stuff like that. And we ended up talking for like a half an hour about Knight Rider and the TV show and trans amps. So don't <laughs> feel bad. Oh, <laughs> Oh, this one time, uh, you were not there. Um, I told Vincent Ferrari that I went to high school with the cousin of Taylor Swift. And you're never going to guess her name. I don't think you will. No, no, I won't. No, 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 no. Seriously, take a guess. Take a guess. Taylor Swift's cousin. Um, Rebecca Swift? Or was it a no, guy? It, no, it's no. Her name was Taylor Swift. And, um, and by the way, we were born... I'm pretty sure we were born at the same hospital. I'm in, unless she was not born in Maryland. Uh, I mean, like every, everyone was born at Shady Grove for most of the part, which is 
a hospital in Montgomery County, but wow, uh, probably pro it, and it's um probably the most um busiest uh certainly during uh the nineties when I was born, but but yeah, but it, like we went to the same middle school, same high school. Um, haven't seen her since uh, about like May thirtieth or whenever the prom night was. Right. I uh, haven't seen her since. Um, communicated with her a few times on the gram before that got hacked and um, Facebook and everything. But um, sure. yeah, yeah. Where, so we're seen her getting. Since, get, I guess getting back to our 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 to kind of bring it back around to. Um, you know, our online stuff and what you've been doing. And like I said, the persistence that you've been doing, what is your, where are you having your, which outlet, which, whether it's social media or, or, or anything, what, what is your, what is your most successful outlet that you're using right now? Right now it's YouTube. It was Instagram at one point, but even still, like the, those were only getting like maybe um, a dozen or so likes, but sure. But YouTube, I've got 117 subscribers right now. Well, wow, that's growing nice. Yeah, that's growing and, nice. Um, uh, and and um, and I've got about 1,100 hours watched. You need 4,000 to get monetized, and you right. need thousand um, thousand subscribers. So, um, yeah, go subscribe there. Um, and yeah, what, I will make what's your YouTube on, page? Uh, it's just Adam Rothstein. Perfect. Uh, type that in. You'll see two of them. Um, I'm the one with the, mo the most subscribers. That's nice to say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that Adam Rossing with the two dogs on the couch. I don't even have dogs. <laughs> uh, I couldn't, I could not take care of a dog. I mean, I'd rather take, I'd rather have some, I'd rather just, you know, have two or three kids and then just be, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna just hold this yeah, up for the anyone that's yeah doing. yeah that's the one and you and you that's see the goalie like. kid you see the blue oasis podcast yeah that's the one so there you go that one's it so it's adam rothstein a-d-a-m-r-o-t-h-s-t-e-i-n and, yeah, uh, and i should have 120 subscribers maybe 117 anywhere around there yep somewhere around there 117 300 now oh, listen to this you guys all right now, when did you start this page? Do you remember? I started about, this page. The first video I made, I think, uh, like, like I think you're going to really love this one. Go back to the old, like, do the search folder of the oldest, and you'll see my first video, Um, my thoughts on becoming an entrepreneur. I'm pretty sure that's the title. Um, that sounds and good. And that, that had over 100 views in, since 2019. And I'm thinking, like, like, and this is before we met, this is before Jason right. knew who I was and I was already taking the leap. I had, I was working on doing sound effects. Um, and, and you can see the, um, the Fortnite poem. And I was also recording, uh, Robert Greene's, uh, the 48 laws of power. Yeah, and, and this is like really early stuff, but I'm taking these first steps as well. And what, what, what I'm what I'm getting to is that you you started that two years ago and you've got 300 in 21 videos. 
that's that that's an accomplishment that is that that is persistence that's staying at it and, and no matter what getting it done and getting it out there i i commend you for that because i'm not you know i try i came in last year and i'll tell you what i'm, I'm gonna go to my page so i can see what, where i'm at right now i've got are you ready for this 51 subscribers <laughs> and i've had that i've had that page for um two years yeah two years yeah. So I'm at 51 subscribers and 41 views. So we, we have about the same amount of time that we've put it on there. I've got 51 subscribers and 41 videos. And um, I'm nowhere near the, the 4,000 hours of, of video time. <laughs> so uh, this is, I'm just comparing what you've done with what I've done in the same amount of time. And you and I are running in the same circles of what to do and how we do it. And um, this is why I wanted you on because it's, it, it, it does help to keep me going to keep creating and keep moving forward. When I see what you're doing, I'm like, man, Adam is just killing it out there. And you're just chugging along one day at a time, getting, getting things done and getting it put up there. And it keeps the getting one, better and better. Uh, the one thing that I've realized is that people love how two videos they, because yeah. everyone wants to start that path. And, and, and I know the building blocks. I know how, to get stuff published on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and even United Masters. And if you're not uh, familiar with music, that is a uh, publishing platform where you can get your audio tracks um, onto places like Spotify and Apple Music and Pandora, if you still use that. Um, I do want to tell you this story. Yeah, um, in 2014, 2015, when I'm still in college and I'm like really living it up, um, everyone asked me, Adam, do you have a Spotify account? account? And I'm like, no, I, I got Pandora. And it's like, weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and Spotify right now is probably the platform where I'm receiving the most amount of downloads. Yeah. That or Apple. I can't even think it's, it's really close because like, those are the two players. And I think Google for, if you want to add a third, it would be Google or maybe iHeartRadio, but the two big players are Apple and Spotify for podcasts. Right. And, yeah, and those are the two. My, mine, that's where I get the most watches too is on that. Absolutely. I, I, I can't even think the last time I, I used Pandora. Um, actually, maybe maybe two years ago, um, uh, and I just like, and when I'm like just not using YouTube um, every day because... Um, there, there are some things on YouTube that like it has a weird algorithm, but Pandora um, will stay on rock. It will stay um, on that genre, but but with the YouTube music playlist, they go all over the place. Yeah, they, they go. go the, I, I like the, the Spotify. I like you know I have Pandora. I still have Pandora at work. I use sometimes, but I got Spotify at work too, and um, I like the because I like to find new music in in different genres that I'm looking for. And I find that Spotify does a better job of showing me more, a, a better variety of something in a genre where Pandora kind of, they sometimes go off in, in a tangent like we just did. That <laughs> It's like, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's going out way out. You know, if I got like blues or, you know, old school blues that I want to listen to, they'll start bringing in some R&B from like the 2000s. I'm like, that's not, that's not part of it. You know, I want to hear the old school blues or I want to hear, funk or i want to hear classical or something like that and it kind of 
their algorithms mix it up a little bit, but I do like Spotify after we finally got it. I, I bought it for the kids because they wanted it. And then, um, you know, you get, I think five or six licenses for it or whatever back that time. This is probably five, six years ago when I started using it and I'm, I like it now. So. Um, yeah. Um, I will, I mean, I'm still using it mostly for podcasts. Um, and sometimes I'll put on some music, but, but, um, there is, but like, and I still use YouTube uh, a bit because, you know, there are still some songs that, that you have to search out and you can't, and you can't skip, uh, too much, um, on Spotify unless you get, unless you subscribe, but, um, premium, but, but I'd rather just take, um, um, like if you put on a good, like I will just put things on my likes and then just put it, then just have my workout playlist right. ready to go. Um, and then just, you know, work out and just, but it is, but sometimes it's just more fun to listen to like the Aaron Torres podcast, uh, sport podcast. Okay. Uh, by the way, and, or even the minimalists or, or something in turn, but talking baseball, um, is probably one of my favorites. And, and, uh, speaking of baseball, that's probably not coming back for a while. Um, yeah, it looks like they got a strike getting ready to go on or something, aren't they? Yeah, they're striking. Um, I was about to make the trek uh, to Sarasota for an alumni event that actually involved my university because the Orioles were playing at Ed Smith Stadium against the Braves, who, uh -huh. who I've just fallen in love with ever since coming down here to Florida, um, which you think I'd fall in love with the Marlins or the Rays, but no, I fell in love with Freddie Freeman and the Braves instead. Huh. Um, uh, so... I did. Yeah. So I'm glad they won the world series and they almost won it in 2020. They, like, right. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, Marcel Ozuna, who, uh, unfortunately went to jail. Um, <laughs> um, uh, like there is this player who, and, and, and I grew up a Yankees, um, the son of a big time Yankee fan. So apologies. Yeah, I, won't, I won't hold that against you. You seem to have um, recovered. Okay. So <laughs> funny. Uh, Mookie Betts makes probably the best catch I've seen in some time. And it's like shoes stringed down. He's got mm -hmm. a bend and he somehow makes the catch. And Ozuna wow. did not tag any, and he was, and he's called out. Um, and it's like thinking like, Oh my God. Like I hate, like, like he was a Red Sox and I'm like thinking, Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Um, I hate you so much. Um, the Braves should have had that. They were up 3-1 and unfortunately not. Um, probably the biggest mistake they the Red Sox ever made was not finding a way to keep Mookie Betts. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, that's they could have done that. They had a, I mean, once they I remember watching the 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 World Series in 2004 when they finally won it. And I was out here and I was, well, I was in, I'm in Wisconsin now, but I was in Minnesota then. And uh, just not being in Boston for that was just bummed me out. Cause what a, what a, what a party that was, you know, and the, 
after it, it's it, it kind of like, but it kind of like after that, they kept winning. And, uh, you know, for the next 10 years, they were in and out of it, you know, and it was, it's, it's somehow not the same. And now it's like, well, you guys aren't underdogs anymore because after, you know, 80 was it 88 years or something like that, they finally won it again. It was like, that's great. But now what? It's like, you have to start the clock over again. All right. Well, in 50 years from now, when you haven't won another one, I guess we can figure out who the curse was. <laughs> the uh, Mookie Betts won in 2018 and uh, they haven't won since, but uh, they, but the Red Sox have done some good as well. Um, like, I will admit to this. The Red Sox' biggest mistake was not keeping Mookie Betts, and that might be the biggest mistake since Babe Ruth. I think, I think you are looking at probably the next big Hall of Famer um, right there, um, next to Trout, Guerrero, Otani, Tatis, like he is up there. He is definitely going to be, he might even get 3000 hits. Um, assuming we don't have any more of these seasons and we don't have like these delays and everything. And he actually legitimately gets uh, 3000 hits, which I think he's. Yeah. I wish, I wish he really these, is. Like I said, I'm not a sport. I've seen in quite some time and I'm not. And, and he's a contact hitter. He's not a home run hitter necessarily. Yeah. I'm not being much of a sports fan. All of the people you just said, they could walk in this room and I wouldn't know who they were. <laughs> but I, I would, uh, as far as baseball goes, I like the sport. I like, if there's a sport I had to watch, okay, like I absolutely can't stand to watch football. It bores me to tears. I can watch some basketball, but baseball is just, there's something about it. I think growing up and going to Fenway is just something that, there's a nostalgia to baseball that none of the other sports seem to have. And I just, I wish they'd just, I honestly just shut up and play. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Shut up and play guys. It's ball. It's just, let's get out there and play and have some fun. You're all making millions of dollars. There's no reason you should uh, complain about anything. Yeah, or hundreds of thousand. If you're like making like the league, the league minimum. Um, and, but it hurt, but guess what? It hurts. It hurts the minor league players. It hurts the people um, who are, who just got in there and are making like 600 grand a year and are getting like mincemeat on it. Like, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, not, not Cedric Mullins, but, but okay. Let's just say some really bad guy on the Orioles. Cause let's beat up on my hometown team for go. a moment. Yeah. The worst um, guy in the Orioles, but he's making, what? you know, he's probably making a half a million dollars a year. Probably six hundred thousand at this no, point. So this depending is on league minimums. These guys, these guys should just be so eager to play, and so they should be so thankful for having a living in a place where there's so many millions of people that just want to see them go have fun and do their thing and be and be at the top of their game and, and be the best at it. And it seems right. like it seems like baseball itself. They just when this kind of stuff comes up, they just start losing their minds. Um, I wasn't really around that much in, in 94. Um, uh, cause, um, yeah, I have like no memory of 1994 because right, right. I I'm like not even alive for part of the year. And, and I'm thinking like looking back on it, you had the greatest season that never was Tony Gwynn could have easily been a 400 hitter and, and he would have passed uh, Robin Yunt um, by the end of his career, or maybe even George Brett, uh, depending on how.
how things go. Um, uh, he passes them. Um, I don't know what happens with his um, chewing tobacco situation, and he died of cancer of the mouth. That was yeah, that probably... was that that was a that was a problem in there. I remember even I was I moved out to Minneapolis in 1987, which is for baseball was a pretty good year to move to Minneapolis. You know, um, that was the year they won the World Series, and they did it again 80, 89, I think they won again. No, 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 91, 91, 91. and you had Kirby Puckett. Yep, Kirby um, Puckett. And uh, but so eighty seven they won, and then in ninety one they won again. Yeah, and that that's before my time. Yeah, no, that was I was that's when I was in college. I mean, I, I remember the the eighty seven one because the the riots after the game were similar to the George Floyd riots. Actually, there was I was downtown and they were flipping police cars and burning stuff and breaking windows, and I'm like, so this is what you guys do out here. All right, well this you know I just moved out here. I'd been there for like two three months. And then they won the World Series. We jumped in a car and drove downtown Minneapolis. I lived in Minneapolis. And uh, I was like, wow, this is, this is different than they do it in Boston. We all go out and party and get crazy. But it's, they were I mean, flipping cars and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I guess that's what they do out here. The, I don't really remember. Like, and also, um, there were two more riots after that. But they wound up in British Columbia, the Vancouver Canucks. You had... Yeah. Um, I really remember 1994 looking back on the Rangers and Canucks and, uh, and naturally I rooted, um, you know, I'm glad the Rangers won that with Messier, Adam Graves and, um, and not, not Greg Adams or uh, Adams was his last name. And you had Mike Richter and then you had uh, Pavel Bore, the Russian rocket, probably, um, and if you don't know who he is, um, he is sort of like the Charles Barkley of hockey because okay, he, yeah, yeah. He, I know you're talking about. He got he got to the finals. He certainly looked like he could have, like the Canucks certainly could have won that series uh, if a few things just go a little differently, um, and and he would have had it sort of like Charles Barkley in um, uh, like '96 with against Jordan, I think, or am I yeah. getting yeah. my years wrong? Yeah. Barkley and Jordan, those were, that was the rivalry there Yeah, and in, in basketball. That was my, actually, my brother used to sing the national anthem at the Celtics games in Boston in the eighties and nineties. So that was, I followed basketball pretty closely back then. Yeah. It was uh, a lot of Messier fun. and Burry was, were not rivals um, in that way because uh, it was just the one time. And uh, then in 2011, when I, actually do remember um you you had a bunch of these parody accounts like like i i remember the, the this one youtube channel that were making these you know like parody music videos of like kesha and bruno mars yeah uh for for the vancouver canucks and they were and, and this is also another good re you know if you have that talent you, it's also a good reason to uh, promote yourself on, on United Masters. Um, they were doing everything in their power. Like, like they were doing like the Carrie Underwood parody of like, before he cheats, like, like, you know, it was, you know, that song was really hard to write for them. And I understand why based on, you know, you know, the tempo, the rhythm as well. But, but I remember the one song 
uh, like they were pairing Lazy Song and and are you familiar with Bruno Mars? Much? Yeah, yeah, a um, bit. like like they were doing like the Canucks are in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's been seventeen years, and and, and being yeah. seventeen at the time, um, and and uh, it's junior year for me. Um, thinking like oh, Vancouver's in the finals, like, like, it, like it was so rare to see um a Canadian team in the finals because you know you don't get that much right um uh anymore, and um and and last year in 2021, probably the the most unlikely matchup was the Canadians facing the um Lightning, which you know it's supposed to be western best of the west and best of the east right typically in the stanley cup finals but that never but the way they did their round robin uh didn't add up um and uh and fortunately um the lightning who i was rooting for defeated them five games there you go um yeah, yeah we had but, you you talk about those 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 things and um I'll, I'll tell you this quick story and then we'll probably wrap it up. I try to keep these to about an hour, but in 1986, I was a senior in high school and that's when the Patriots and the bears were in the super bowl and the bears came out with a song called the super bowl shuffle. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's like, like, like we are the bears and, and everything. Exactly. Like, like, I've heard a little bit of it. It's awful. And then, and then, and then, um, so the Patriots had to come out with something. And these, both of these were all over MTV back when MTV played music and they were both just terrible. And then the Patriots lost. And I think that's why I don't like football is because I'm still mentally scarred from that whole process of that, that three weeks before the Super Bowl back then of all the, all the craziness that was going on. And then my team lost. Did, did you see the Super Bowl, um, recently with Joe Burrow and, uh, not not Jared Goff. Uh, Matthew Stafford. No, no, I haven't watched the Super Bowl since it was the Patriots and the uh, Green Bay. Um, so that was I, a long time ago. <laughs> I talked to Amy about this two weeks, and I was like rooting for Joe Burrow. And you think, growing up a Ravens fan, I would be rooting for the Bengals of all teams. Yeah, in that Super Bowl would be just nuts. Uh, I I do not like L.A. I do not like. The Dodgers, um, Mookie Betts is just icing on the cake for that one. Yeah. Um, don't like him. Lakers, uh, not really. Even though you have, you know, Kobe, like I'll appreciate Kobe Bryant and Shaq. I'll appreciate their duo. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but I'll appreciate even Jonathan Quick and and his two Stanley Cups. But but no, I do not like LA teams uh, for the most part. Yeah, I don't either. I guess you know what we can we can leave it with that. I would like to say if not give you an opportunity to plug whatever website online, uh, uh, any other uh, social media or anything that we haven't mentioned yet, which you, that you want to mention those right now. Um, okay, um, Instagram at the Goalie Kid Podcast, and then you can also search up my name, and you'll see Adam Rossing at the Goalie Kid Podcast. You'll see a black and white icon of a goalie. Also check out my website, rothsteinvoiceovers.com. I have e-cards. Um, you can message me there as well. And and if you want to get into voice acting or anything, I'm your man um, to get your uh, audiobook published on all the big ones as well. Um, 
check out uh, Chess, the Game for Peace and Prosperity, um, that book. And um, also check out my Gumroad for my two courses, the Audio Mastery course and the uh, Publish Mastery course uh, as well to help get your audiobook um, and also learn a little bit about audio and publishing books as well. Those two courses um, are great um, for beginners. So um, yeah. Very cool. Well, Adam, uh, thanks so much for indulging me and in coming on and uh, we'll see you in, in, on the network and the nomad network for everyone. Uh, I will put a link to the nomad network. You can join us on there too. And thanks for watching. I believe this was episode 11 and we will talk to everybody later. <laughs>